Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Shredded Ed, Cardio Johnny, Paul C, Matt Mork Super Troll, and Brazil Hadley. The best infotainment show around where you'll hear us joke, banter, and debunk all the nutritional myths you've heard time and time again, helping you get fit, healthy, and shredded. Welcome to the no- Whoa, whoa there, Johnny. Whoa there. Whoa there. That's right in the mid flow then. That was mid stroke, and you interrupted me. I do apologize. <laughs> well, let's go again. Welcome to the nonsense. No, no, it's like it's a Sunday night and I've been drinking. Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast, episode number 56. And I guarantee Ed will now leave that start in, which will be really annoying. But never mind. Um, so if Ed left. You are? Of course he will, did you say? Yeah, I, I think we've got lag there quite a lot. Right, Johnny. Count to three. One, two, three, four, five. Is there really bad lag? Well, that wasn't. That was fine. (laughs) Good. Right. Okay. Yes. Um, After that blunder of a start, how are you, my man? Um, Pretty good, actually. I had, uh, I think I had my first, uh, how many hours? Maybe nine hours sleep and long time whoa yeah we went um we're going to center parks next month so well, one of my sister, um i cannot pronounce the name but it's in um sort of the west of france the west of france oh you're going to broad center parks right cool yeah. about yeah. 180 kilometers no, 180 miles from paris okay cool it's a lot cheaper isn't it than- yeah well they put it, there's eight of us, eight of me, or eight, yeah, eight of us going, and it was something like two grand cheaper to go abroad, yeah, which is, I, I, I despise the cost of what they do, yeah, August. It's like, not being funny. I don't mind paying a bit extra because obviously supply and demand, mm-hmm. but don't take the mick, yeah, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, I've got, we're gonna, we're oh, I've got a barbecue at yeah. my sister's. Yeah. So we did. Um, I had hex sausages. Nice. The way forward. And obviously my parents had the baby. Uh-huh. So I woke up on nine hours sleep. I'm about 11. That's amazing. Yeah. I know. Well, I usually, in the week, I go, I go bed like one o'clock. Yeah. About six. Yeah. So, I, I bet I bet no one got their daily email today, though, did they? No. <laughs> sorry, you should just send the email now. Sorry, sorry, no email today. I was sleeping. Yeah, I did. Um, I do normally schedule them in, but um, I thought I'd give people a break. I did give them the option not so long ago of um, every day or every so often, like four times a week, because I'm in. And it was sort of a split in half. So I'm trying to please everyone. Okay. But you can't please everyone. So if someone doesn't like you, um, oh, subscribe. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I like them every day, mate. But, you know, I appreciate it's quite a lot of effort to have to come up with content daily. But. You know. I've worked out a way to do it. Whatever I'm doing on the day, I'll try and make something work from what I've done, or what I've observed, or what I've heard, yeah. or something. What's yeah. going on in the news? Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, say, don't give away all your secrets. But um, no, you. I mean, obviously, you're thinking of actual value, value to give out, not just content for content's sake, because none of it's content for content's sake anyway. It's always got some sort of value or meaning to it. So, 
Good. I'm glad you. I'm glad you think that. Because sometimes I think, oh, this is hard work. No, 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 no. It's, it's hard to come up with value sometimes, um, like especially when it's so frequently. But uh, there are generally stuff most days that you could think actually that's a really valuable, even if it's just a little tip. Sometimes it can be just even a food swap or a little tip of something or a strategy or something. We just like, but there's always something every day that you can come up with, isn't there? Like the heck sausage on the barbecue. Yeah, I'm actually more of a like. Don't get me wrong. I am obviously a huge heck chicken sausage fan. Even the yeah. super slim pork ones are very nice. Um, but I'll be honest, I've been converted a little bit to Asda extra light and lean sausages, pork sausages. Wasn't um, this suggested in the group, I believe, wasn't it? Uh, I did put them out there, yeah. I put a little picture in our, in our WhatsApp group. Um, I generally think they taste pretty much like a normal... They do taste very much like a normal sausage. Um and they're just they're just really tasty they're, and they're just I don't know why I just like them I just think they're really really good so and they're like 100 calorie 105 calories for two or 110 calories for two something like that and they're thick pork ale bangers you know they're not they're not little skinny hex sausages either that's pretty impressive to be yeah. honest isn't it really yeah I think per 100 grams is probably not I mean in fact I've probably got some uh, some of the recycling the label still but I could compare but I don't think the macros are too dissimilar than heck chicken sausages if not they might even be slightly better so yeah. Even more impressive. Yeah. And they're like the fact that they're thick and like an actual pork sausage. And genuinely, I went to a barbecue at my sister's yesterday and I took, uh, which is I think why we were talking about this in the WhatsApp group anyway, but I took a pack of those and I took um, a pack of Aldi 5% or less than 5% fat burgers. Uh, nice. And to be honest, they were like, I think so I had like a burger and I did have some pulled pork on it. And I had a cheese top bap, which obviously quite calorific anyway, but still. Um, I had a slice of cheese that wasn't even extra light cheese. You know, it was a normal cheese slice, which is ridiculous. I'd rather have extra light. What a waste of calories. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, my sister made an amazing, um, amazing, amazing, amazing. It was genuinely minted pea, pot chopped potatoes, and they'd gone cold. And like, uh, like, you know, obviously when you let peas or pasta go cold they go quite like the resistant starch comes out and they go yeah. they go quite um gloopy almost or like uh waxy they, yeah. they, the potatoes were like that and had crispy bacon bits in it and green beans as well and i will say with a little bit of mint sauce through it, it was amazing so thank you kirsty for doing that if you not that you ever listen but they were they were lovely i guarantee you it was a slim world recipe so because she does slim world so if anyone's interested Go Google minted pea potato salad slim world. I'm sure you'll find it because um, I think Alison uh, on Facebook today she's been she said that she was trying to replicate it. Said she couldn't so after seeing my picture of it. So, oh, nice. um, so I will let her know that's probably where the recipe's from, or I could just ask my sister and tell. Her. But anyway, the uh, point is I took those and I had like yeah, so two of those sausages, two burgers because I had one burger on the side, one in a bun, the cheese up bun, load of minted salad. Uh, minted pea salad thing and some actual normal salad i think my whole plate was something like 680 calories that was a massive plate you'll have seen it johnny you'll have seen it on instagram because you use it all the time don't you yeah uh, at least at least once or twice every year <laughs> no you no you'll have seen it i think i used the picture in facebook actually yeah when i said it was nice it looked, it looked good yeah you, did. you said it looked epic i think was the wording yeah epic. epic so no and i think that's such a huge amount of food because that was a massive plate yeah, uh, and obviously, and I think there's such a huge amount of food for that amount of calories, and none of it felt like a food swap. None of it. Not the burger, the sausage. Didn't eat any of those and think, oh, that's blatantly a food swap. That just felt like I was eating a normal meal. 
because it, it, it actually looked like a normal mood as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, this is normal. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I think they're worth it. Like I got my brother-in-law took the piss out of me a little bit because um, they invited us over, and I said, "Well, obviously, what do you want me to bring?" Because it's impolite, obviously, to not bring something. And yeah. uh, they were like, "Oh, nothing. We've got an Asda shop coming this morning, and there's tons of food coming in." And to be fair, there was absolutely tons. They definitely overdid it. Um, but he was like, "You just need to bring everything you want," and obviously taking the piss, like saying, "Like your lean burgers, or whatever you normally eat." I was like, "Hang on a minute, bro. I'm not dieting now post photo shoot." So he's like, "Sweet, all out barbecue wars." Then I was like, "No, whoa, whoa, don't go too far." Still like to get max bang for my buck, right? So I did bring my lean burgers and my lean sausages. Still, that just means I get to eat more. Exactly, but, but that's the same way. Bringing it, I think a lot of people take the take the piss out of people who eat healthy. Mm. It's like it's a strange thing to be taking the mick out of. Yeah. I'm not finding it. Yeah, your heck burgers or you do this or are you doing that? Are you training today? Are you going out today? I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up. I know. I know. God. <laughs> Honestly, God. It's, it's, it reminds me of that, that meme you always see of um, Heath Ledger playing a Joker where it says something like, um, eat a burger in the... Oh, I can't remember what it is. Something like, eat, eat a burger and no one, no one bats an eyelid, but bring a salad to work and everyone loses their fucking mind. It's like, whoa, when's it so... Un- why is it so uncool to eat a salad? Sometimes. Do you know what I think it is? Go on. I could offend people here, right? I don't care. Um, You're they, can't you don't care. they can't do it themselves. It's like, oh, I can't do it, so I'll try and bring them down. Agree, I agree. I'm like, well, actually, when you just go, yeah, well done on having the salad or whatever it is. Well, if you do, or if you don't have something tidy to say, just mm. don't speak. Shut your mouth. <laughs> that that also reminds me of um, Matt at Apex at Apex Fitness Nutrition. He put a post that this week around um, clients that when they get down to a certain size or you know a certain goal weight or whatever. People cue the comments when people start saying, oh, you look too skinny. Oh, do you look like you needed a big meal? Like, that's acceptable to tell someone that. It's like, what well, imagine you told someone, imagine you said to someone, it looks like you do with a salad. They'd be offended, wouldn't they? Absolutely. They'd be up raw about it. But the other way around, no, it's, it's perfectly acceptable. No, no. Leave them alone. Nothing, nothing good to say. Shut up. No. I, I agree with you, though. I think it is because there's, a, there's either an element of jealousy or an element of sabotage um, or an element of, um, like you say, they can't do it themselves, so they're just trying to make themselves feel better by kind of digging down on other people, which isn't on. We don't like that. I used to have a when I was younger for, for not drinking. It was never for a health reason. I just never liked it. Oh, you're sad not drinking. So, uh, you're so boring, Johnny. Yeah, one of those, like, I'm like, yeah, right, as if I care. Yeah, I always, I always say the alcohol things, like, actually... I'm really fun. That's why I don't need to drink. You're the boring fucker. Has to be, has to be fun to, or has to drink to be fun. Yeah, exactly. But I think in, in the UK, though, we do drink like children. Most of most people, most people do. So let's go to the sand and get absolutely paralytic and we spew and crawl on the floor. So yeah. grow up. Yeah, I know. I know. See, grow up. You mate, you've only got to see those England fans smashing up that Russian car, and you know, or take a trip down your busy. Um, party district on a Saturday night to see the amount of people spewing out of bars spewing all over the pavement and fighting in the streets and broken Britain Johnny broken Britain just look at, look at you up and they all as a family go out have food have a couple of glasses of wine and you just don't you just don't see that they might not I mean is it Spain 
or somebody can drink in work, have a pint in work, or in Germany, something like that. Yeah. They trust to have a pint in work or two pints. If I was in this country, nothing would get done. Because everybody would be steaming and down and down. Yeah. yeah. Not, nobody can do anything sensibly. It's all or nothing, like, in it. I think you get out with a diet, diet in the news. It's all either chicken and broccoli or nothing. It's just all or nothing. You say you either count your calories or you don't. Yeah, yeah, you're nice. Oh, God, I don't want to segue. <laughs> oh, actually, let's, let's not. We should, we don't need to quite get into that just yet, do we? I think we're having fun having a rant about uh, barbecue food and uh, people drinking too much. Yeah. So, what, what else have you been up to, mate? Um, I tried to cut the grass today. Hmm? However, I've left them for months and months and months and months and months. Because mm-hmm. I've got better things to do. And I blew the um, thingy up. Um, I was going to say Hoover. It's clearly not a Hoover, is it? Well, if you're trying uh, to use a Hoover to cut your grass, that's probably why you're, you're not being very <laughs> successful at it. That's a, yeah. bit, that's a bit like doing a ketogenic diet without counting calories. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Like, like yeah, like a lot of people do. Like that guy in uh, the ad that goes on Facebook um, that puts, what does he do? He puts fat in water. And then he puts sugar in water and tries and tries to make out that that's what happens in the body. I'm like, are oh, you a fucking moron? Anyway, mm. but I broke I broke the um, mower. I burned the mower out. Oh so. dear, oh dear. That's, did you have it on too short a setting because your grass is too long? I didn't know there was a setting. To be honest, most well, it may it may or may not. Most most or most decent lawnmowers will have a length setting. If you obviously try and cut it too short. While the grass is too long, it's just too much to, for it to take. So you have to kind of take the top off first, and then kind of give, do it a few times to gradually get it down, rather than trying to take it all off in one go. Yeah. If, if I knew that was an option, I probably would have put it to a bit longer setting because I've left it for so long. But it turned out, and I thought, "Ooh, it's hot. It's smoking. Better take the grass out of it because I don't want a forest fire." This sounds like a silly idea, though. I, I can imagine you now going to tell me you had to go to an A&E with a burnt hand or something. No, I, I seen where the motor was. I just I was careful not to uh, not to burn myself. Good. Uh, that's what I was my. And then this morning I went to the gym, trained legs, just legs. Nothing mm. else. Um, done a bit of cardio after it. Um, what else to do after that? Pick the lights up. She's pointing at everything now. Everything she wants, she points at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That one, that one, I liked. Is it, like, no. it, is it a is it a point and a? Uh. Sometimes it's a. Uh. Sometimes it's just a. Ah, da, da. Just some sort of noise. At least I know now that she's crying. She's pointing. I said, "No, she's crying for." Yeah, we've said that. Actually, Jenna said that a couple of times in the last couple of days. That summer's very much now got to a point where she's telling you what she wants, which is quite handy. Cause at least now you know what she wants, rather than just usually crying. You've got no idea. You have to go through the checklist. It's, it's amusing watching them watching them develop and what they can do day to day. I think. Is she is she anywhere near walking yet? Um, she's standing. She can stand for a couple of seconds and unaided. Yeah. And she just flops down it, and right. she she goes along the settee and just holds on the settee and walks around. She can walk and unwalk at her right. Yeah. And she's doing nothing. I've the controllers for the TV. We put them on the back of the settee, sort of thing, so she can't quite reach them. Yeah. 
but now she's learned to pull the flow towards her to get, <laughs> her, get her in full control. Quite, uh, she's quite bright. Well, I, I don't know, I'm, I've got nothing to compare her to, but she seems quite intelligent. Yeah, well, that's having too far off walking then. She is. Yeah, ours is obviously running around like a lunatic. Can't, that's annoying because we went out for pizza tonight and uh, went out with some friends and she just wanted to keep running up and down the pub but the bit we're in was kind of like on a not a mezzanine but it was a slightly raised bit with a step down and um, obviously couldn't let her just run around because she'd then just jump down the step probably so just ha- such hard work danger is not a thing in the vocabulary is it? they no. don't know what it is part, part of me wants to let her fall down though just so she won't do it again but I don't know if that's really bad parenting um well I would say it's bad parenting, like, but <laughs> they learn faster. She wanted to get look at a cup of coffee earlier. Yeah. So I, said, no. so I just grabbed, I put my hand in it and went, hot. We did that. <laughs> yeah. Put a hand on it. Only a finger. Did she cry? No. It was like, it wasn't boiling, boiling not. It was quite warm. So I got hot. Then she's going in, like, waving her hand and going, yeah, we we did that with Summer for a hot drink, and she we didn't get we didn't actually get to touch it. We just went ooh hot and like, acted really like oh my god, and she just cried. <laughs> <laughs> At least it had the effect. Yeah, well, to be fair, like if you we kind of almost tested it a bit, like not not like putting near the cup, but obviously like see if she would actually look to touch it again. She didn't didn't want to, so I thought yeah, mission accomplished. Success. Yeah, success. What have you been up to apart from apart from that? Pe- uh, apart from pizza, uh, what else have I done today? Not a lot to be honest. Did a bit of sunbathing, did some client check-ins, um, lot of sh- shopping day today. So I did did a uh, had a busy day yesterday, taking summer swimming in the morning. But obviously, as you'll know, did a, a talk, a nutrition talk at one of the local gyms in Norwich. So that went really really well. Um, so everyone said it was they really enjoyed it. Took some. To be fair, actually, I generally thought it did go. It's one of the ones that did actually, in my opinion, go really well. And that everyone seemed to be really engaged and asked loads of questions and got some quite good debate and talk going. So That's yeah, no, no, that was good. Um, and obviously, I think we'll get a few new people joining the group hopefully because of it and stuff. So that was nice to do. Um, so quite a busy day yesterday with that and a, and a few other things so obviously the barbecue on my sisters so I had a lot of things I would usually on a Saturday I had to do today so um, I've been quite busy just with chores and like food shopping and stuff like that so um, obviously other than, than pizza tonight but there we go no, no other than that not a lot else um, do, you find, do you find speaking to people is really good presentation like yeah, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy presenting because I suppose like it's something that I do reasonably regularly in my um, full-time job anyway. Um, so I do quite enjoy doing it. In fact, I much prefer doing it for nutrition than I do for uh, what I do in my day job. So um, just because obviously it's a subject, a topic that I'm really passionate and enjoy. Um, and to be honest, like, bear in mind that a lot of the presentation is is around kind of like nutrition 101 like very much basics of nutrition and, and obviously it does just come down to calories like i explore loads of stuff but it keeps coming back to calories and it just blows people's minds like there's a bit i include in there that has some case studies so some of the people that we've talked about on the podcast a lot like mr ab obviously the guy didn't eat for a year potato man um anthony howard crow obviously i think it's his name the guy who did abs and ice cream 
Um, and obviously, Mr. Uh, oh, sorry, Professor Mark Howe, the Twinkie Diet Man. Yeah. So I kind of talk about all those and just talk around how what they did, obviously the published papers and the results and things. And people are astounded. They just keep going, I just can't believe it keeps coming back to calories. So it's really cool to hear people say that because it just feels like I've really empowered them to go away and just make some decisions themselves rather than being stuck to any dogmatic views or kind of all the, the shit that's basically out there in the industry. So... Yeah, I really, I really enjoy that. Like, it's just really fulfilling to see people go away and, as I say, just feel like they're, they're now empowered. So, it's yeah, well, cool. No, people know that. When they know the calories are the, the foundation, then they can do whatever they want. Exactly. It just opens up this whole world of freedom within, you know, like freedom of choice. Um, and obviously choice then comes acceptance of whatever the outcome is because obviously you can't just choose to eat pizza every fucking day because that ain't going to work. But they know that they can have pizza when they want and still make other choices to fit it in a diet and therefore they're not actually undermining their progress by doing so. So yeah, that's really cool. I do. I do. But I do enjoy speaking as, you know, being on the podcast and rambling along now. It's something I do enjoy. medium, this and presenting. Not that I've done that many presentations, but this... If we could do this and then travel around the world presenting, yeah. Yeah. Now, now you're talking. We, we need to do that. Everyone yeah. who listens, we need to come to your countries. Yeah. Well, they may be, but yeah. we need yeah. those money yeah. for that first. Yeah, well, no, exactly. But, yeah, I mean, you do. You, I think you do have to enjoy, like some people just won't or hate it, will never present. They just don't enjoy it. Um, I, I'm always like people that I think do quite enjoy it as long as I'm um, prepared I think obviously, yeah. is, uh, certainly if it's something, the topic I'm not interested in, it's then hard to prepare for. Whereas yeah. if topic like nutrition where you, you're really passionate and interested about, it's obviously a lot easier. But um, I think as long as you're prepared, you know what you're doing, you like speaking, and then, yeah, that's cool. I still get a little bit of butterflies, though. I still get a little, like, it, even even small audiences, sometimes you can still be like, oh, you know, got to psych yourself up and get ready and get rid of some of the, the pre-speaking nerves. So. Yeah, I think, I think as long as you prepare and you know the topic, I don't think it's that bad. It's when you don't know the topic, really, and you're not prepared. Mm-hmm. You say you're forced to do a presentation. That's when it's like nerve wracking. Yeah. But I compared. I've done two best man speeches, and one was in a proper wedding venue. You know, all you're the only people there. That we even those 150 people there. Mm-hmm. I found it easy. Mm-hmm. I was walking around a room, but whatever. I didn't care. Surprisingly. Yeah. <laughs> Another one. I was the best man. I was in a pub, and I because you. Because it's just a, um, it was just like um, it was like partitioned off. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, there's like as imagine like a big family's going for food and they cut, they have like a big table of like twenty people. It was like that. So everybody else was looking as well. Couldn't do it. But I did it, but I, I was terrible. Stuck her in, um, called called someone the wrong name. It was horrific because I didn't feel comfortable or um, not prepared, but. I know it just freaked me out. Yeah. Okay. Totally off topic, Cuba. Yeah. No, no, no. It was just, just, just general conversation. People like to know about our personal lives. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, someone gave me once a tip once about wedding speeches. So when I was best man for one of my best mates, and um, said, so "Don't forget, everyone in the room wants you to succeed. No one wants to see you fail. And like, there's, no, there's never anything true at weddings than that." Uh, that that helped loads. I thought, actually, you know what? They're, they're absolutely right. Like, no one actually wants to see me, like, trip up or stumble or say the wrong thing or just basically nosedive. So, yeah, that helped loads. Well, yeah, that is actually a good way of thinking about it, actually, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 
Are you, uh, you joining me in 2020, Brad? Yeah, absolutely, mate. That's as you say. Yeah, no, absolutely. We're gonna, we're gonna. Uh, I'm looking forward to a bit of sun. Not coming to the wedding though. No jokes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that'd be cool. I'm just Tell us what time. Where are we gonna go? Vegas, hundred percent. Well, mm, I don't know that. I did. That's I, I couldn't. I couldn't get a time probably. Um, because of work, sadly. I reckon. You can. Um, I was thinking. Well, Berlin or Munich, mm-hmm. something like good. that. Um, yeah. There was a suggestion from a mate of mine who said um, Russia. <laughs> uh, okay, might be a bit far, but you know, yeah. not that yeah. Vegas isn't far, but still. Yeah, but different, but I'm not sure I'd really want to go to Russia. To be honest. No. St. Petersburg is quite close. It's not, I mean, it's, as in, at least it's um, far west of Russia, so it's closer to us. But. If I got my drug for you in any way, right? Yeah, we'll just go, we'll just say you have. Yeah, because yeah. we, totally. we don't really know, do we? So. No, it'll be like a year and a half to prepare for that, so. <laughs> shall, we, uh, shall we get on to topic then, I reckon? Because we're 20 minutes in. Um, right, okay, cool. Well, what we want to talk about today was, because um, we touched on it already, in that the, and, and you'll all already know this, but the fundamental principle of weight loss is calories or a calorie deficit so knowing that it's always comes up in quite a, uh, an interesting topic in that so if we know that you know you, you have to lose weight you have to burn more calories than you consume um do you have to count them do you have to count them yeah because it's kind of like well you, you know did it's it's always saying that because calories are the thing that drives either weight loss or gain like surely it's a good idea then to count them so we thought we'd maybe discuss that, didn't we? Yeah. So um, I don't know if you want to un- unload some thoughts and maybe I'll chip in or maybe put your viewpoint across. I'll put my viewpoint across and we'll see where they meet. Yeah. I'll, don't don't you unload my thoughts first. Un- unload your thoughts, yeah. Only your thoughts. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that's, right. what, that's what she said. Oh, dear, dear. It's gone into the pan. Too much. Sorry, mate. Oh, that's fine. I'm comfortable with it. <laughs> <laughs> I think when people first uh, first realise or are first told you need to lose weight, you need um, to be in a calorie deficit, I think then they think, oh, well, I need to know my calories then. So then they assume that, oh, I don't have to track my calories in some way. That means I have to use my fitness pal or some other um, tracking software. I gotta weigh everything, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. And it sort of um, freaks people out initially because they've never done it before and they think it's hard. It's not. It's just something new. And people, most people don't like change. And most people don't like to be able to cut outside the comfort zones. Um, and when you need to change the way you look, as like anything in life, you need to move out of your comfort zone. So I think the first thing you think, oh, I have to count calories. They haven't actually thought, well, no. The principle of weight loss has been the calorie deficit. So <clears throat> as long as I'm eating less than I burn, is that right? Mm-hmm. Am I sorry? wrong? No, it's all right. It's been a long day. Um, <clears throat> then 
and you lose weight. So that could mean you wouldn't need to track if you had one meal of, um, let's say, egg whites and vegetables. You wouldn't need to track calories because you know you're going to be in the calorie deficit. So you don't necessarily need to track to lose weight and be, well, you wouldn't be aware of calories as such, but you wouldn't need to, on calories, just look at our 14 day challenge. Nobody has counted calories. And yet we've had weight losses of four, five, six pounds. Some has lost some like six centimeters off their waist um, because we've introduced new habits. So, like most people will, most people in general have a junk diet because a lot of our population is obese. So, by introducing habits, like make sure you're having veg every meal, lean protein every meal, they've automatically reduced calories. So, even though they're not tracking their calories, then but they have reduced calories and they're now in a calorie deficit, which means they lose your weight. So it is very useful to track calories, however, but that doesn't mean it has to be done forever. So if you spend, let's say, six months tracking everything you eat or across that time, you become very, very aware of the calories in foods, obviously, and and if you're using the flexible dieting approach and you can go out and have a Nando's or an Indian or a Chinese and you can input that into my fitness pal as well, then you understand then when you go out, look, I have a rough idea what that is or what that is. So then in six months' time, you could legitimately stop tracking and still have a rough idea of where the calories lie in that meal. Now, if you go to a totally different place, you're not probably not going to be hugely accurate, but at least you've got a ballpark figure of where the calories are. So I think people sometimes think, oh, I've got to track forever. I've got to know my calories forever. When you don't, you just <clears throat> need to be aware. When you've stopped tracking, you need to be aware of what you're eating, and you can make adjustments as necessary, even without tracking, because most people tend to stick to... Um, a certain selection of foods. I think we like, did I use like 15 or 20 foods on average? Something like that you stick to. So <clears throat> then it becomes a little bit easier to adjust if you're losing weight, if you're gaining weight, whatever, and even though you're not tracking. So tracking is useful. Counting calories is useful. It doesn't have to be long, long term. But you don't have to do it if you don't want to. There is other methods. However, if you are someone who wants to get, say, super lean, like bodybuilders, uh, physique athletes, then you're probably going to need to track at some point just, be, just to take out any sort of discrepancies. If you're a professional, you don't leave anything to chance. So you would need to track, really, uh, unless you're a genetic freak and you can do whatever you like, and then you're still shredded. But that is the very, very, very elite. And like 99.999% of us will never, ever get there. However, they do exist. But yeah, I think I've um, babbled on enough. <laughs> I, um, I, so my thoughts are obviously very similar. I think we're always going to have very similar thoughts, processes on it. Um, it's kind of like, for me, like you, don't, like you don't have to track calories. You don't have to ever track calories. Um, to lose weight, plenty of people do it without doing it. Um, there's obviously all other ways you can track something. Uh, 
Slimmer World Weight Watchers prime examples. So they don't track calories, but they track points which are attributed kind of alongside calories to a certain extent because they, I think they work them out based on things something like sugar and fat content, um, which you know if they're high sugar and high fat content, they tend to then be high calorie content, you know, just by default. So they kind of are tracking calories through different methods. Um, with a few weird anomalies, i.e. mashed banana gate. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think there's plenty of people do it. Or, you know, you kind of give give other diet names out there, like, I don't know, ketogenic diets. You know, you re remove a macronutrient, so a whole third of someone's diet if you don't replace it with something else. Again, likely being in a calorie deficit, so no tracking of calories. But, you know, the, a lot of people do lose weight on it because, for that reason, you know, a lot of people also don't because they just do fill that hole that they remove with something else. So um, it's by no means a given just because you've got a ketogenic diet or um, cabbage soup diet or you know whatever fucking diet, Sli even slim world, uh, slim fast, sorry, or you know what's the Herbalife or the other shake diets. Even those, even though you're supposed to obviously have two shakes a day and a evening meal or whatever else, they're all they're doing is removing calories because you're swapping a meal you'd normally have for like a 150 calorie shake, say. They're inevitably if, if people don't then fill those gaps that they've then left where calories are being removed with something else they'll lose weight but plenty of people don't so yeah i kind of like you don't have to cut calories ever to to be successful in doing it i just look at it a bit like this so you can drive to scotland if you want without ever looking at a road map or reading a road sign yeah you can kind of just think i'll just kind of head north and see what happens and you know from where i live you'll probably end up in scotland at some point um you might just make it a lot freaking harder than you have to be by by doing that. Um, and I, I kind of look at dieting the same. So like if you don't know what a calorie is or if you don't kind of track calories at some point, then you're kind of making it harder for yourself because you, you, we know that the fundamental principle which determines our weight is calories. Why would we not want to be optimal or as accurate as we can by at least at some point getting some education about it, i.e. tracking for a period of time? Um, and I'm kind of using my like road analogy again. I suppose it's a bit like driving to the shops. So say you move, say you move house. So Johnny, you move to a different village in the arse end of nowhere in Wales, wherever you live, and you need to go to the local shop for the first time. You're like, oh, I don't know where it is. So you get your iPhone out, plug in the postcode, and off you go. Right, you follow the iPhone all the way to the shop. Nice easy journey. Next yeah. time you go. You might need to do it again because you can't quite remember, you know, you're new to the area, so you just, you know, plug it in, you go again. Then the following time you go, you probably think, mm, I might not need sat-nav now, I'll just take a little trip down the road again, and I'll just drive down there, probably find my way, might take the odd rod and turn in, but on the whole, you get there reasonably uh, successfully in the right or straight direction. Yeah. And the more times you do it, you kind of get used to it. You think, actually, I never need sat-nav around here anymore. I can, you know, I can drive to the cinema, I can drive to the local retail part, you know, whatever you have in Wales, drive to the local sheep farm, I don't know. Um, too much? Too many Welsh jokes? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with them. Um, so yeah, it's like that, and that's kind of like the same thing with counting calories. Like that when you do start counting for a while, all of a sudden you don't actually need to count them because you can instinctively look at what's in a meal and think, there's about X amount of calories in this. So I know I can probably have another two meals like this today and I'm there or thereabouts at my calorie allowance. And, that, and that's kind of where it comes down to. You know, you could, you're used to driving around or you're used to just what meals you should have. And like you say, because we are quite consistent individuals, consistent animals, we don't tend to stray away from too many foods anyway. And we have quite a similar diet, most of us, uh, in terms of either the amounts of foods we have or the, even the amount of meals. I think I read somewhere or something like, 
the average family household has something like nine meals that they ever eat over like so you can imagine that's almost pretty much the same meals every night of the week give or take the odd one or two yeah because obviously nine meals over say a 14 day period um you know you don't have too many in or too many different meals in a week then so yeah and that, that's kind of like my thoughts on it so like when when people say things like oh i don't believe in counting calories you know it's old school science or whatever i think what do you mean you don't believe in counting calories that's like saying i don't believe in sat nav i don't believe in it what do you mean you don't believe in it you just you, you don't have to follow sat nav but it does make things a lot fucking easier if you want to get to your destination in the same way as if you don't believe in counting calories it makes it a lot easier if you do to get to your destination, i.e. weight loss. So it is quite frustrating when, when people say that type of stuff, but that's my thoughts. I also find it equally frustrating. It's if someone, all, they have, all people have to say was, yes, calories are the prime driver of weight loss. However, personally, I don't like um, tracking them via an app or whatever. But you have to acknowledge that they do exist. But find a way of um, creating a deficit that works for you, because then you, you acknowledge that that my method is is sound in terms of the principles. However, it might be different to yours. It might be different to yours or different to yours, because there's always more than one way to skin a cat, and there's more than one way to diet. Mm-hmm. Although the principle always remains the same across every diet. Mm-hmm. So. It's just, but it's, it's always the same, and it's always the same with people on Facebook doing stupid ads, keto, slimming world. There's always, always, always a crew that will never, ever, ever acknowledge that calories matter. And it's like, no, I'm not telling you to stop doing slimming world, but just be aware that calories matter. Mm-hmm. Stop listening to bullshit. And it's like, you're never going to convert some people, I mean, a lot of people won't convert, but I think that's <clears throat> just a nature of people not like being wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like it's like there's a video going around there, someone slagging somebody else off, and but the followers of the other person were blind to what the guy was saying. It's like, well, just look and see what he's saying. He's right what he's saying, um, but you'll always get followers of every diet that are hardcore and will never, ever, ever um, change. And they're the ones that will eventually fail because the method they're using will become old one day and as in it'll be replaced by another stupid method and they can't live their life, they can't have a social life, they can't do this, they can't do that, so eventually they will fail rather than just listening and going, right, I'm aware that I'm, I'm losing weight because I'm in a calorie deficit, but... This is just a method I'm using. And if all these morons who peddle these diets who just say that, and then people probably still do the diet because they probably buy into the person who's, who's selling it, not the actual product itself. Um, I mean, look how many stupid diets are out there and loads of people follow because they follow the people. So just be honest in it. There's, there's, a very la- there's a lack of integrity in this industry and it's ridiculous. Yeah. There is, that's the, there is a, a huge lack of integrity in the fitness industry. Um which you know is is ironic considering this industry is kind of built on helping people. Yeah, I think I think money and money's taken over. I mean, everybody needs money, of course, um, but don't earn your money in a way that's basically robbing people. 
or bullshitting mm-hmm. people. And I think it's the, it's the thing of being wrong. People don't like being wrong. If they got massive, massive followings and have made and have made a lot of money, then they don't want to say, oh, "Actually, I was wrong." I know it's quite a hard thing to be wrong, I'm not saying, but sometimes you have to say, "Look, I made a mistake. Um, this is what I should have led," and then people probably wouldn't mind. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just this industry's full of knobbers. Eh? Yeah, and unfortunately, unfortunately, it is um, knobbers with big followings as well. So yeah. I think all, all we like all we can do is just like control our environment, give the information we need to we need to because like I mean I must have been in being in on Facebook. It's like this is pointless. I'm getting I'm to be talking to a, uh, an oven because I get more sensitive. Yeah. At least it's doing something for me. To, to, to be honest, like I've been in way too many arguments than I should do on Facebook, um, and on the whole, probably not achieved anything that I thought I'd achieve, i.e. to help the other individual. Um, and, and to be honest, more, most, time my, most time, my motive is to genuinely is to help that individual just see some sense yeah. and you know, kind of get, give them that light bulb moment. But when you do get to a point where actually, you know what, that's just never going to happen because they're so built into their own ideas and thought processes that they can't even hear what I'm saying or refuse to accept you know, evidence, or if, if even if even sometimes even have refused to accept another viewpoint of someone else's, um, that it does get to the point where you think, oh, do you know what? It's just not worth it. But on the flip side, the, and what the point I was going to make really is that it has helped me sometimes force me to learn a bit more sometimes about opposing views. Yeah. So, like, I've had to go out and research more around specific things because you can't really argue unless you know more about it. And I'm not saying for definite that I know. You know, like take a ketogenic diet, for example. You know, if you're arguing against a keto warrior to say, oh, there's no, there's no metabolic advantage for doing a ketogenic diet than any other protein and calorie match diet. Um, you know, yes, there is. No, there's really not. Here's all the evidence of why. Like, here is, and then they provide some other evidence. So you kind of then have to go out and research that evidence and yeah. kind of look at the study papers. And it does help you develop as an individual more, I think, oh, yeah. by having that. But it's a hard line to draw in terms of how far do you go to, to benefit yourself that or do you just think you know actually I'm achieving not really a lot else here um, by by being on Facebook and arguing with, with like say keyboard warriors but I think also most of the time people are sometimes people are arguing about nuances isn't they about like it doesn't really matter oh so, yeah, yeah it's like it's like the key it's like it's like that example of the key the, the metabolic advantage is like you're talking about the, the, the tiny 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 percent if there ever was one it's like well who cares it's not I mean it, it, from a scientific scientific standpoint, yeah, you need to be correct. But the general population, they're going to go, why does that matter? What's that matter to me? Yeah. Yeah. Even if, they were, oh, like, well, if, if they were right, let's say they were right, or the metabolic advantage is 10 calories a day, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> it makes no difference whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, well, I'll just breathe a little less dust that day. And... <laughs> I, yeah, but I think... But, but even the, like the... This, this conversation we have now about calories, I still talk to people who have no idea, and this is like I, I can't put a percentage of the population who don't know about calories, but there's a lot of people. Mm. There's a lot of people around the world as well who haven't got a clue. Yeah. Well, and, just 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 going back to, to obviously that point on the one of the earlier slides in the presentation that I did on Saturday, I you know kind of start to ask, okay, well, who knows what a calorie is, and most people, I think only one person, one person did actually give me a really good definition. They just said like, oh, it's energy, isn't it? Um, other than that, I think most people just 
kind of, I don't know, maybe a bit too scared to answer or what, I don't know, but it was just a bit like, oh, I don't know. It's, um, it's uh, what you get on labels and food packets and uh, it's in food and, you know, you kind of, no one could really say exactly what it is. So it's just a measurement of energy, you know. It's like, it's really that simple. Um, and you start to then put calories into context to say, like, okay, it's just energy we're consuming so that we can use to do stuff. Um, and obviously, if we don't use that, it gets stored as energy in other places, i.e. body fat or glycogen in muscles. Um, and all of a sudden, you start kind of making it really simple. People do start to think, shit, actually, yeah, I know, now I kind of know what it means about it coming just down to calories. You know? Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's sometimes the way I explain to people when they say, um, I don't believe in calories. They do not believe in centimetres then. Yeah. or meters or kilograms do not believe that they exist oh of course i do well that's what that's what stupid what you just said is yeah. <laughs> no and it is though really it's like because you're saying well it's just a measurement we're not saying you know you don't, you don't have to start getting religious on us around fucking calories whether they they actually exist or not it's you know we're not talking about god here we're talking about just a measurement of something that's as simple as that and i think that a lot of the time and this is this is something again we got into a really good conversation with on the the, the uh, talk i did in the reasons why calories are demonized quite so bad and why people don't necessarily understand why, you know, kind of, well, if it's that simple, why does, why do we have like people going to starvation mode? And obviously we did kind of talk about the, that and why it's a bit of a myth and stuff. But it's yeah. kind of like, well, the, the problem is, is people don't understand calories or they don't understand the energy balance equation, i.e. calories in versus calories out, because it's actually quite complicated. You know, it's, it's a lot more complicated than just calories in, calories out, because if you affect one side, you affect the other so it's very dynamic in that respect so a great example is always like well if i um decrease my calories in so i eat less my calories out also goes down because you immediately are digesting less food so it's co less cost of digestion so your calories out goes down because they're like well if i stopped eating x amount why do i why do i not um burn off that ex exact amount of body fat then well because it's dynamic and it doesn't quite work that that easily um yeah does that make sense yeah and sadly boy just doesn't burn 100 percent fat all the time <laughs> no no absolutely doesn't absolutely doesn't which is you know that'd be nice wouldn't it yeah it's like the, the principle of weight this is very is, is simple but i think when you start looking at uh, metabolic adaptions and how the energy balance equation is affected then then yeah it does become potentially very complicated like like you said if if you affect energy in, then energy out will be affected in some way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's not like we can even accurately measure either end, really. Like, energy out especially is very hard to measure because the only way we could really measure is if everyone obviously took doubly labelled water. So nuclear, nuclear or, or uh, not nuclear, well, it has got isotopes put through it or something, doesn't it? I can't remember how exactly how double labelled water works, really, but they, they put some sort of... Um, Radiated is that the word? Is it radiated? Radio yeah, yeah, yeah. They put some. Yeah, like I'm butchering this badly because I can't remember exactly how it works. But basically, if you you, you drink doubly labelled water, and they can then measure, um, they can then measure. I think through your respiratory system what is uh, exhaled, um, and that can then tell exactly the amount of energy you're burning. Say, so unless they're doing that, which is a really expensive thing to do. Um, you're never going to really be able to say for 100% definite how many calories people are burning or, or expending. And even with calories in, you can't really measure what the calories in because we don't really know what's in our food. 
Now they've all got labels on, but they're all you know allowed to be up to twenty percent uh, off or wrong from from the UK standards. So you don't really know what you've you know the I don't know you know like the Tesco's microwave meal that you bought is actually what it says on the tit on the tin or the packet. Or same as like you're going to your Subway, mm-hmm. you know, and you order a foot long whatever. You don't know how much chicken you put in it. You don't know how exactly how much sauce they put on or how much salad they put in. So they're all going to be a little bit off. So you you can't really even measure your calories in that well either. No, I mean, but that's one of the reasons why some of the gurus say, "Oh, calorie counting is an act. It's a lot of crap. It doesn't work." It's like, yeah, but one time you're gonna have a meal that's the same, but twenty percent less than it says in the tin. Then it's gonna be roughly the same. There's gonna be twenty percent over. So over time, it averages out, mm. which is they neglect to say. Yeah. No, exactly. Like I said, we could, uh, and you do have to work on averages for that reason. Um, I mean, you got to be pretty unlucky, I suppose, because rule of probability, you flip a coin a hundred times, you're going to get 50-50, and it's the same with this, isn't it? If you're eating the same meals or similar food all the time, the likelihood is you're just going to average out to it is kind of there or thereabouts what it says on either your, your labels or your nutritional information that you're given. So. I think that's why it's important to make sure your diet is quality, because if you're eating fruit, veg, lean meat, at least then you know that size of chicken is going to be more than likely roughly the same. Yeah. Like the carrot is the same size as the other carrot, it's probably going to be roughly the same, which yeah. is when it comes to, like when we make foods in factories or, or, or we make foods in restaurants, then you're going to get... Yeah. With that as well, it's, um, if you're eating healthful, nutrient-dense food they tend to be the foods that are also low in calories. Obviously, there are some some extreme examples of nuts and avocados and things which aren't low in calories. But for, for the most part, if you're eating whole foods, they tend to be a lot lower in calories than than junk food equivalents. So, um, if if they are even you know 10, 20 percent out, if you're eating a 30 calorie carrot and it's 10, 20 percent out, that's three or six calories out difference. Could be three or six calories more. If you're eating a fucking giant Reese's cup that's got a thousand calories in it and it's 10 or 20 percent out all of a sudden that's 100 or 200 calories difference so you can see that it can make quite a considerable difference on those higher or, or denser calorie foods so obviously another reason maybe to, to eat to eat a more healthful diet and something that's a bit less calorie dense that's a very good point because it's obviously you know that's that's kind of how it works plus you get all the added benefits of fiber and resistant starch and vitamins and minerals um, which we get in whole foods, which we don't then tend to get in obviously junk food. So, another great reason why to make sure your diet is quality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it is very important. As much as we go on about how calories are the main principle of weight loss, um, a healthy body weight is also the main thing you should worry about when obviously you're you're talking about health as well. So you know, kind of like the BMI scale in that respect isn't necessarily the, the worst thing in the world to look at. Um, it is still important to make sure you get lots of vitamins and minerals as well. So obviously having a healthful whole food diet is still really, really important. And even from a, a gut health perspective, so getting enough resistant starch and enough fiber, it's going to help massively with things like, you know, say, gut health, healthy gut bacteria, staving off uh, certain types of potential obviously risks like um, bowel cancer, colon cancer, all that type of stuff. Super important. Massively. Super important to make sure you're getting all, all all the things your body needs, vitamins, minerals, protein. Yeah, I say that as Jenna's in the fridge, um, buried her head deep trying to find some junk food to eat. <laughs> junk food. 
junk food is nice. It is lovely, but you can't eat too much of it. No, exactly. And as much as we say, yeah, you can be flexible and eat pizza and burgers and chocolate and all that sort of stuff. Don't go eating it all the time. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to get vitamins, minerals and protein you're going to need to live optimally or have optimal health for you. Mm-hmm. And this is a this is a totally different subject of the podcast, but it's come into my head. Now we speak in about that sort of stuff, like health. Mm-hmm. It's like, it really annoys me. It's like, yeah, but my flaming, I know a mate who was really healthy when when running every day, and he died of cancer at 30. So I'm not going to bother. I'm just going to smoke loads, drink loads, and eat loads of shit, because he died anyway. It's like, fucking plan you're living on. What's a morons or something like that? Says just because you eat out doesn't mean you're not going to get any disease ever. Just like everybody's on a, on a continuum, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. you might be nine or ten, you're going to get some horrific disease in four years' time. Um, but if you eat a healthy diet, that might reduce. So I'm saying you're not going to have it. And don't make an excuse of, well, well, I know someone who died at thirty of of a horrific disease to make an excuse for you to eat shit and act like a knob for the rest of your for the rest of your life. It's like, Jesus Christ, shut up, you moron. No, it's, it's like the age of story, you know, you get the 110-year-old um, Doris who lives in your village who smoked her entire life, and it's like, well, you know, she's lived to 110, and she smoked, so, like, it's fine to smoke. It's like, yeah, okay, that's really, really good logic. You know, forget the other 99% of people that have smoked and developed all of lung cancer and other types of cancers and, you know, just focus on the one individual that lived to 110 that managed to put it off. Like you say, it's a, con- it's a continuum though. Some people might have genetics that they just are harder to develop those types of diseases so they can get away with smoking. Um, but it still means their risk factors are increased. They were just on a lower end of the scale to start with than someone else. Yeah, that's right. So, what, one other thing that annoys me as well. Go on. No, just... We'll, f- we'll finish this episode on what annoys Johnny the most. Go on. Yeah, because... <laughs> right. Smoking is my pet hate. I hate it, right? Great. Times I spoke to people, and they just said... Um, what I've said to someone, when um, was I been out in the box? Whatever happened, didn't you? Do you mind not smoking that close to me? I do what I want. So, right, whatever, isn't it? So that's probably going to kill your mind. Yeah, you could, you could go over by a bus tomorrow. I said... Do not look across the road when you fucking cross the road end, you. You're more wrong. Yeah. You're not going to by a bus unless you're a dick guy who just runs in front of the road and doesn't look. Yeah. Shut up. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah, I, I quite like that. It's, that's a fair point. It's like, yeah, you could get rid of a bus, but you do usually look before you walk across the road to stop getting hit by a bus. And the same reason you, you don't purposely go out of your way to smoke to develop no. cancer. You know, you should no. probably avoid smoking to, to try and avoid getting cancer, not go out of your way thinking, oh, I might get hit by a bus. No, it's just, it's just, and it's always used by people who do too much of something. Yeah, you could die tomorrow. Yeah, but what are the chances of dying tomorrow? Pretty slim, unless you're 100 years old. You know I mean, if you're 25, chances of you dying tomorrow are probably pretty slim. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at probability, I don't know anything about it, but probability and statistics. Mortality just, rates. Yeah, it's horrifically huge. Are you going to die tomorrow? It's probably not going to happen, isn't it? So stop acting like a dick. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah, no, it's a very fair point, Johnny. It's a very fair People point. People justify things. Well, no, I want to eat shit. I'm aware that why I'm obese, that I'm probably going to live a shorter life. Right, mm-hmm. fine. That's up to you. But don't make an excuse of, oh yeah, I could die tomorrow. 
Well, yeah, you probably will. Yeah, so you will live a short life if you continue to eat yourself into oblivion, but yeah. still. No, it's just a very, it just annoys me, it's like a, not a child. Well, we have got a bit ranty, yeah. but hopefully people will find it at least interesting. <laughs> what annoys me? Uh, do not annoys me? People that put tuna in water and t- turn it into a protein shake. I mean, what is that about? You must hate me. <laughs> no, I don't. Of course I don't, Johnny. I love you. Because I, I used to eat tuna, chew it up a little, only put it with water. It sort of disintegrates in your mouth. So I got an idea. Let's just put the tuna in the water straight away and see if it disintegrates. Uh, it didn't work. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's not really surprising, let's be honest. We were talking in the WhatsApp group, weren't we, during the week about who's got common sense. I don't think you have, mate, I'm afraid. Uh, who puts tuna in water and expects it to disintegrate? I mean, it's not really the most common sense approach. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't fighting that so well. <laughs> you, are very, you are very intellectual. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, oh, sorry. I just I must have hit. I think I accidentally hit a button on my keyboard, which made me mute. Um, oh. Did you anything ra- then? Random, yeah. No, um, I was actually then about to just round it up. Uh, so that, hopefully, I think it's been useful for people to hear our thoughts. So it was a bit of a ram or um, rambly, but uh, a, a venting uh, episode for us to be able to just get a few things off the chest, which is fun. Um, I have got some cool news though. Um, so we have been lucky enough to secure some uh, prizes for a competition. So we're going to be running a competition. Um, so uh, we've got some good friends over at uh, Power Bar, and uh, I think I mean I've heard of them. They're not the most popular, but uh, in terms of the the most popular in the in this kind of industry, but uh, a company called Rough Runners. So they're very much like Tough Mudder. So that's kind of why I say they're not as popular because obviously Tough Mudder is the kind of the event that most people have heard. But there's obviously lots of other little ones going on now. Uh, Rough Brothers is very much a cool up and coming uh, brand that they put out some events across the country. Um, and I think they start 5K, 10K and 15K obstacle runs. So we've got five tickets to give away to one lucky listener. So to basically can get that and their five friends. How cool is that? That is awesome yeah unfortunately very lucky yes i think so um unfortunately we don't we can't find travel you know we're not made of money um <laughs> so we can't do that but um obviously uh if you're lucky enough to win the competition then obviously you can take four of your friends with you um tickets uh actually prices around 70 quid so you know it's a decent decent price to 70 quid each so um, and obviously you get you get some I don't I can't remember what you get on the day but it's like a bit like as I say those type of things you get a medal for winning or sorry medal for competing um, I can't remember if you get a t-shirt or not I don't think you get a t-shirt but I think you can buy a reduced t-shirt on the day um, I'm trying to think back to the details now not, uh, hopefully I'm selling this massively well um, <laughs> but, I like this if you're if you're a runner who likes obstacle courses. I yeah, I don't think you need. It. Yeah, I don't think you need to even be a runner. I think obviously, like I've done two tough mudders and I love them both. And I'm not, I'm not running the slightest. Um, I just really enjoy the camaraderie of what, what everyone's like. Everyone wants to help each other because they're not timed, so no one's really necessarily worried about winning. People just want to help people, and obviously the obstacles are fun. Um, 
albeit the Tough Mudder ones we get electrocuted, not so much. But no, they weren't fun. They were fucking horrific. I'm not even joking either. They were pretty bad. Um, but yeah, so we've got, basically, they've got four events coming up. Uh, one in Durham on the 21st and 22nd of July. Um, that's the Northeast one. They've got one in Scotland on the 18th and 19th of August, which is my birthday. My birthday. Hey. I will be 21. Um, so then there is one at Finsbury Park in London on the 8th and 9th of September. Um, and another one on the 13th and 14th of October at Bristol South West. So you can pick any of those four events, the winner. Uh, and as I say, you'll be able to take you and four of your lucky, lucky friends to go uh, and get involved. So um, they are cool. Like they are, they are a lot of fun, um, and we'd love to give away the tickets to someone that enjoys kind of this type of stuff. So um, the way to enter is going to be this. So I will be putting up a post this week on the No Nonsense Nutrition Instagram page. Um, it will also go out in the No Nonsense Nutrition Facebook group. So you have to be on either or both of those. Um, and essentially, you you have to comment on that individual post, and obviously, you have to make sure you like our pages. You also need to make sure that you like Rough Runner on uh, either the Facebook page or the Instagram page of theirs, which I will link in the post, so you can obviously just make it easy for yourself to go like them. And we're asking you to tag the four friends that you would take. So you do that. We will pick one lucky winner at random, and it will be random. It'll be a random generator, so we won't be cherry picking anyone. And you get your tickets. Simple as that. So, um, as I say, we can't provide travel, so but you can pick one that's in your vicinity. So, as long as obviously you can make those dates. So, as I say, Northeast, Scotland, London, and Southwest or Bristol. So, just a note: if the people you tag are not on the Facebook group, you add, need to add them first. Yes, good shout. Um, to be fair, actually, um, no, no, you do need to add them. Actually, you need to add them to the group. I was going to say, we could, if as long as we put their names, that's what we need to know, rather than tag them in. But no, actually, it would be nice to get them into the group. Um, and tag them in to help them actually get a load of free nutrition information as well. Yeah, well, more can you Free stuff, free tickets, and free nutrition stuff. Yeah, but how could listen to this? So basically, it was created by runners, inspired by game shows, and made for everyone. Rough Runner, a combination of distance running with epic obstacles on the way, inspired by the TV game shows like Gladiator, Total Wipeout, and Ninja Warrior. Take our sweeper arms. 40, 40 meter water slide. How fucking cool does that sound? 40 meters. Jesus Christ, that's massive. Yeah, and legendary travelator. So, and obviously, they say got distance to suit everyone 5, 10, and 15k. So, um, yeah, get involved. So, come and, come and make sure you do it. If um, I almost considered making sure people leave a review on the podcast as well, but. Chuck it in. All right, you have to leave a, uh, a podcast review as well if you want to be included. And we no, will things to do, but it's a, it's, it's a, we're giving you money basically. Come on, well, we'd we'll certainly give you something decent, it's a decent price. Like I said 70 pounds RRP and um, per person, so technically it's what's that five, so what's that 350 quid? So, uh, yeah, I think it's a decent price. It is a really good price, yes. Not we, it. we might even come along, might see if we can blag ourselves and tickets alongside, who knows. Yeah, because we are giving all our tickets away. Yeah, I'll be like, come on, look, I am Insta-famous. At least give us some more tickets for us to, to be able to join these people. We'll see. Yeah, it's, good. it's a good show. It's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, have we got any other news, Johnny, or anything else you want to share before we wind, wrap this up? 
um, got some good results in our, in our yeah, 14 day challenge group. Mm-hmm. Somebody lost six centimeters in a waist, I mentioned that earlier. Yeah, that's impressive in two weeks. It is massively um, impressive. Three pounds, fit of food, three pound weight losses, four pound, five pound. I'm sure, I'm sure that person who lost the seven centimeters is going to be pissed off for you, mate, because then they have to buy a, a whole new wardrobe. I, I'm, I'm happy to be pissed off with us. <laughs> So I'm not sure we're going to run the next one, but we will be running another one at some point, I, I think. Yeah. Well, um, obviously there'll be a new intake of our group coaching, our semi-private group coaching soon. So uh, obviously there's people in there that achieved pretty similar results. Um, so if people want to obviously get involved in that, obviously it's a bit more, um, a bit more bespoke, and obviously there's a bit there's a bit more detail in, as opposed to the free challenge in there. But Obviously, if people want to get involved in that, then make sure you're part of the No Nonsense Nutrition Facebook group to find out details when it launches. And it's only 20 quid. Are we going to, we going to put it up to 25 with a different software? Yeah, I think it's uh, 25 pounds because obviously we've improved the service, haven't we, including some really very good, handy, inter- interactive software now. So, yeah. I mean, so it's only 25 quid. Yeah. And if I can get you the results you want, then that's cheap. Yeah. It's, it's buying money on shit. Yeah, and we we make, we make less money because of it. Obviously, the software we've introduced, we've had to absorb a lot of the cost for, but it was so good that we we wanted to make sure people had access to it. Um, so we were just like, well, okay, well, we'll we'll put the price up a little bit, but we'll absorb most of the cost in doing so. So I don't think we're trying to make loads of money because we're not. We're all about trying to help as many people as we can. But like Johnny said right at the start of this episode. We do like some money, you know. We all we all got bills to pay, so um, you know we're not we're not complete martyrs. No, if we if we're gonna try and run the world speaking to everyone who listens to this podcast, then we're gonna need some cash to come over and do it. I'd, I'd love to do that. If there's people in Australia listening and they want to fly us over to Australia do some talks, I would love that. That'd be amazing. Or anywhere in America. Or anywhere in America, that'd be amazing. So if you're you're in America right now listening, because we do have lots of American listeners. And you fancy like organising an event? Um, I don't even want a fee. Just cover my costs, and I'm there. I yeah. swear down. All over it like a tramp on chips. Yeah, like a tramp on chips. And on that note, I'm going to say goodbye. Goodbye. Good- <laughs> goodbye, Johnny, and I'll uh, speak to you next week, or probably so- or probably sooner. Probably the next minute or two. Probably the next minute or two. <laughs> bye bye. Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.